Welcome to 2024, everyone. I look forward to uh, sharing with you some incredible stories from incredible people in 2024 all over the world. It's going to be an amazing year. Take care, guys, and I'll see you on the water soon. Hi, and welcome to the Boat Princess podcast. My name is Nikki Vo, and I'm your host. I am a boat owner, a marina owner, a director on the Marina Industries Association, and a huge advocate for boating. In this series, I'm sharing the stories from every nook of the boating industry with the intention of encouraging more women to join me and for more women to get behind the helm too. I want to share the experience and opportunities of boating, of the boating industry, And I want you to join me as I bring the conversations and answer all the questions you've had. Boating is not just for the glamorous and rich and famous. It's full of beautiful and interesting people making the most of our natural environment and getting out there, enjoying the waterways. So let's let off the lines, take over the helm and escape to the world of boating. Welcome everyone to another episode of the Boat Princess podcast. I have a mover and shaker in front of me. We met in Dubai just last, was it, it was earlier was it this, this year? year? Yeah, was beginning that? of uh, March, yeah. Yeah, thanks to the beautiful Marcella on board. Yes, who, hello Marcella. Um, <laughs> hello gorgeous girl. Um, Dasha Moranova. Of, it's such a beautiful name, of <laughs> Dosh, Dasha Moranova Designs. Yes, let's call it DMD. It's probably easier. <laughs> Thank you. Fair enough. <laughs> um, you are an incredible designer that works on both houses and yachts. You won an award recently, didn't you? Yes, as well. Yeah, it was yeah. last year. Yeah. We did a beautiful project um, with Larson Shipyard. Uh, the most innovative and sustainable project, Alice. And I was helping with all interior and a little bit of exterior outfittings. Fantastic. So to explain to our listeners that aren't used to buying super yachts maybe, (laughs) (laughs) buying a super yacht is quite different to buying a production boat, isn't it? Because there's a lot more... uh, design involved in it directly with the client. So can you explain how you get involved and what you do for the client? Yes, it's very different. So for example, uh, there is there are only a couple of really, really amazing shipyards which are specified for custom builds. So we start with Lesson, then we have whole here we are now in Holland. Uh, we have Ocean Co, Amel's, Fetchip, Fetchip Royal Shipyard. And these are kind of the top, top shipyards in the world who are here for these very special clients who can build their own dream. Uh, so every client, uh, it's a long process So because it's a new build boat, which takes time. So everyone should count with, uh, let's say, four years for them to be able to receive the boat from the shipyard. And of course, many, many people are involved during this build time. Yeah. So when when are you actually engaged in the process? When when do you come from into it? From the start, from okay. very, very, very beginning. Because I always say it's so important that we all, all parties work together yeah. as shipyard, naval architects, uh, exterior designers, interior designers. We all should be involved from the very, very start, even so our part as an interior comes slightly later, we can really help with doing uh, very good layouts, which cause a general arrangement plan. Um, we can really, more people knows more and we can collaborate much better with exterior and interior when we really you know, do these plans together from the start. Okay, amazing. So... All right, let's go. Let's go back. <laughs> you've you've created your own company, um, but let's let's talk about right from the start. When when did you get into design? How did your career start? Oh, that's very nice question. So I'm actually originally from the Czech Republic, okay. which I call we are from the heart of the Europe, from Prague. 
we don't have many sea or oceans around. <laughs> yes, that's true. <laughs> so it's very unusual. Uh, and I studied, um, I have a master's degree in industrial design, um, product design. And later on, I uh, focused on interior design. And because I love sea, ocean and palm trees. And from the childhood, we spent lots of time with my parents in Croatia and uh, where I could see these beautiful boats. Yes. Uh, I moved 2016 to Mallorca. Okay. And there actually my yachting uh, journey started. Very soon after, uh, thanks to one of my clients, uh, I moved to Hamburg, where I was working for owner side of um, one very, very famous client. We built uh, Eclipse and Luna. And in the time, Eclipse was the largest private super yacht in the world. Okay. But how did you actually, I mean, you, d- you studied industrial design, but how did you end up in the yacht space, what, what was what was the moment that that, that happened? Uh, I think it was just um, being surrounded by really the right people at the right time at the right place and get the opportunity to really change my direction. I, I know interior design is something that I love, and um, during the eclipse and lunar time, I was more as a um, no, not doing only owner supply, but also interim management. I was helping really looking after the quality of the build and working directly with the shipyard and designers from the owner side, making sure that everything is according to the plans. And that was the biggest, biggest school. I, I really call, I did not study um, yachting like directly, but being from 7 a.m. till literally almost midnight every day at Brumanfus shipyard, looking and running around the boats and seeing how everything is put together and built together. That was my university, (laughs) the second one. (laughs) So you literally learned on the job. Yeah. 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 But you clearly dedicated. I I was not hired for for this, you know, I was more, I was not designing at the time. Yeah. I was more, you know, I was looking through uh, Terence Isdale, was the main designer of exterior and interior on Eclipse. Okay who I absolutely adore and he was literally my teacher. Yeah. So you had a great mentor. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, a, and a man that really supported you and, and, and helped you with everything later that on, you exactly. wanted so to So later learn. on I moved to London and I worked for, for his company. Yeah. Uh, and later on I moved to another really big name company, Andrew Winch, which uh, I was part of the build of uh, Dilbar for a little while. And that's, yeah, that's, that was in a little boat <laughs> Dilbar, isn't it? It's only little. Still a little bit smaller than Eclipse, yeah. So it's 156 meters, yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah, so this was the start. So um, then I moved here to the Netherlands and uh, I actually spent some time also doing, uh, helping with um, designing a six-star hotel in Qatar. Yes, I saw that. So I had a, I was I was working for Marcel Vantes, which is one of these uh, very very interesting, very nice designers, uh, Dutch designer. I had a team of thirty designers, and I was um, as a running our department and uh, yeah, yeah, designing so when, the when hotel. Was that? that was the that was the Raffles Hotel. It was Qatar, the Raffles Hotel right? exactly in yeah. Qatar. Yes, yeah. Right. So so uh, you were managing a team doing that. When was that? It's three, four years ago. Okay. Yeah. Right. Just about after that, I decided to set up my own business. Yes. I felt I'm old enough and experienced enough and uh, all the projects came to me nicely. So I thought, okay, it's time for me to be on my two feet yes. and my team. So I have a lovely small team. We are not big yet, but yeah. uh, the plan is to grow and uh, to do beautiful things and beautiful designs. Well, you really, I mean, you've really started from the top. Yeah, you're, you're doing <laughs> big yachts and then you're doing six-star hotels in Qatar and you know places like Qatar they demand a certain level of luxury and a certain level of standard and quality so um you've really really yeah you've started from the top haven't you and and now so you decided to go out on your own you've started your own business how different is that for you to working for somebody else? It's a 
you know, big difference, of course. Yeah. First of all, a lot of responsibility because uh, I have to be able to pay my team. I have to be able to pay myself. I have to be promoting myself, looking after new projects and um, new clients. So at the moment, uh, I'm doing a, we are doing a big refit, 52 meter refit in Croatia. Uh, I've been also officially part of the partners with Ocean Co for Simply Custom 80 meters, which are starting now. So everything is step by step. Yeah. We also uh, did a beautiful census project, which uh, is a kind of holistic design and uh, with lots of innovative uh, technologies uh, involved together with Lateral. So Lateral is a company based in London. They are the naval architects and they came up with an amazing platform, Free from Balkhats, which really allows the interior or general arrangement plan be done completely different than in the old days. And I, I love that. I always love to be creative, but also using new technologies and, and put it all in one place. So we collaborated together on, uh, on this and we created an amazing wellness area. Uh, which can be seen and uh, we are planning actually we might have a client now for that so we hope to build it Amazing. <laughs> yeah that's quite that's quite a trend at the moment isn't it the whole wellness areas and spa areas yeah, on super yes, yachts and mega yachts yeah. it's yeah. always always been like this i think that it was always uh beach clubs and and wellness being always there but i think also part thanks to the covid it's got even more priority and people do look after themselves and, you know, well-being is something what I really, really believe much for as well as sustainability, the way how we use the materials, what we use, what we surround ourselves with. Yeah, it's key. So, yeah. And I know that's a real key focus for you, isn't it? Now, and that, and that must be nice now that you are your own business, that you can set your standards on sustainability and so on and so forth and you can say, well, I don't really want to do that. I want to do that because, yes. and and obviously the client is directing what you do. But but at the same time, I think clients are very conscious of of being sustainable and being careful with not what they all use. of them yet. I no? would say okay. I think that we still have a long run, and uh, even so now having a very young new uh, first time owner for this yes. refit which we are doing. I feel like there should be some booklet about how to educate first-time owners because the yachting industry is slightly different than any other industry. And to own the yacht is not only that you can purchase and buy a yacht, which is even that is already amazing, of course, but to run it and to look after your crew and to look after everything and also to look after the environment and make sure that you have your boat, but you are sustainable with, with that, yeah? So that, that I think is important. Yeah. That's created a, a fabulous little segue there that you've uh, just created there for um, a guest we also have with us today, um, and that is Claire Forandier-Sicar. Yes, welcome Hello. so much. <laughs> um, you're based in Monaco, and you have created your own company as well. You go get as you, you two, um, called um, Environmental environmental training for yacht crew which you're about to change for your crew as well because you're expanding aren't you tell us about that business yes um so the the company is uh, called etyc um so yes for environmental training for yacht crew we are the first company who design uh, sustainable training for for crew members so uh since 2019 we jump on board and uh, we train the whole crew together, um, head of department first and then the rest of the crew and we teach them uh, a new vision they can take on the board on, on their own position um, and we are supporting them for new decision, new action they can put in place on board to reduce the impact. Um, so it can be from uh, every consumption, water consumption, energy, fuel but also waste management, reduce, reduction of uh, waste amount. Um, and it's all about, uh, yeah, reduce, reducing the impact of the boat in general during operation. I love that. So companies usually like yours usually come around because you've seen a problem, you've tried to solve that problem yourself <laughs> and, and there hasn't been 
a company or a training or something like that to solve that problem for you. So is that how your company came around? Yes, uh, absolutely. I was a uh, stew on board, like a stew and then chief stew during eight years. And uh um, one time, one day I just realized we were using too much plastic on board and the way we were working wasn't uh, aligned with my, my value. And I knew the, the impact of every industry in the environment. Um, the ocean was in crisis and I decided to um, train myself to reduce the impact on the environment, uh, to reduce my impact in my uh, everyday um, duties. And I couldn't find it. So uh, I was looking for it two, two weeks and I was like, okay, so I can't find it, so maybe there is a way to to create it on my own, and uh, this is uh, when it starts. I just decided to create uh, the training. Actually, I didn't want it to be uh, entrepreneur. <laughs> I was never imagined I would be entrepreneur uh, <laughs> like ever. <laughs> I yeah. think it came to me. It really yes. came to me. I, I had to because I wanted to create this training. So I mean, uh, if you want to 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 do something uh, as a business, you have to create your your company. So it came to me. You know, like you become an entrepreneur. You're not yeah. like born for be being an entrepreneur yeah yeah that's exciting <laughs> so in terms of that training do you go personally from boat to boat or ha how does it work um so uh, we didn't know but it was like we had every different situation so uh, we had a boat where the management came to us and they wanted to attract new clients new type of client for charter so uh, we train a yacht a crew uh, to attract new clients uh, only for charter. But uh, there is a, an, another way we, we had a, the captain who came to us because he wanted to reduce the impact of the boat in general. So he just decided there is uh, a budget for training and he put this budget for training the crew and sustainability and the owner was really happy. I don't, I don't really think that the captain asked him, he just tell them, yeah, we're going to train the crew to reduce the impact of the boat and who would say no, you know? Mm, absolutely. <laughs> so when there is a leadership, the captains take the decision, he wants to put like, to empower his team in this way, everybody are following, everybody loves the ocean when we are in, working in the yachting industry. So there is no way to say no to this. And we had a, another situation where uh, the crew did, wasn't really sensitive about this, but the owner wanted to train the crew to reduce the impact. So I trained the full crew and it was really hard because the crew didn't want to, to do this training. So <laughs> that was two really hard days, yes. <laughs> I have to say. Yeah. Really tricky and lots of headache yeah. for me. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and finally, at the end of the day, because during all day I was explaining them not how to do better, but more why doing better because yeah. they didn't feel recognized on this training. And at the end of the day, finally, there was the boat who act the most. There you the go. You turn them around. Exactly. And yeah. this is what is the, um, for me, the benefits of this training is like, you're just empowering people. Yes. You give them the keys to open every doors and just let them doing because they will do much more better than you. Yeah. That's a lovely way of putting it. That's nice. So you must feel good. You're making a, a, a real and direct impact on a lesser impact on the environment. That must feel good for you. Yes, but I mean, you know, one day you are just watching what you are doing on your job. And I, I wasn't proud of my job. I really liked my job. I, I was cruising. I'm from Caribbean. I grew up surrounding by the ocean. Um, I really love boats. I had my uh, power boat level two before my driving license. So I like that. I like, really love the ocean. And um, I really love also working on board the yachts. I, I enjoy this. I love my team, the crew, the life on board, um, making very good holidays for the owner. It's like really, it's, it's really a, a special life. It's really something you can imitate in another industry, I, I feel. And um, I have to say, I miss cruising right now. <laughs> Since yeah. I left the boat, I really miss cruising. But um, I couldn't be proud of the job. I was really feeling guilty. And I, and I thought, I don't want all the crew feel guilty. I, just to, I want to give them power. I, get, I want to give them solutions. I don't want them to feel guilty. Because I saw all the crew was feeling also guilty and they wanted to stop to work on board, but I want, I want the industry continue to live, to thrive. And for that, we need to be better. And to be better, we need keys, we need solution, we need crew who will take 
you know, that this power on board the boat and every boat I'm training, there is sometimes a deacon or a stew, which is not head of department, who wants to take this on, his, on their shoulder and they want to promote this on the crew after the training. That we are supporting them during the year. We are auditing the crew. We are supporting them through the decision they are taking and, um, and giving them advice. And we are just not training them and just buy, have a nice day and see you in a few years. We always buy them sides. And um, I think when you are starting to be in the ETYC community, you will never leave. It's like a family. We really uh, support each other. And uh, and it's always for the good and positivity. Every time I come on board, I the first sentence I'm saying is like, I'm not here to judge you. And there is no guilty feeling in this room. We are here to find solutions to do better. I, I, I'm not here to give you solutions. You will take your own decision and I will support you on this way. But you're just giving them guidance and ideas exactly, and exactly. mentoring them. And, and, and knowledge. Yes, because and, when you don't have knowledge, them. you don't know which, what is better than another solution. So yes. with the knowledge, then you can take your own, your own decision. And also you have, we have to take in consideration that the boat is moving a lot. So what you can do in Europe, you can't maybe do in Australia. You can't do in, in USA. And they have to... This is why they, we have to empower them because they will be able to take the best decision depending on the situation, depending on the location, if the boat is in shipyards or using by the guest, uh, if it's in, at anchor or in the port. This is why telling them what to do is not the solution. It's, it's not working. Um, mm. If I tell you tomorrow, oh, you should change your top because it's not nice. If it's not come from you, you will never do it. Mm. It has to be come from the from the crew, and we have to stay by their side. Actually, there is something like just makes me crazy about is we are pushing designs, engineers, um, propers, like everything in sustainability, putting lots of pressure on the crew. Are they already working a lot, long hours, really tired, no family life? Everything we know that, mm. and. When you go to a port, for example, in France, you go to three different ports, the sorting waste is different. Mm, so even so the single thing, which is sorting waste in Europe, is, is still a, an issue. Should not. We should support from land base. We should adapt for the yacht. If you want the yacht to do better, maybe offer them better solutions. Mm. So like providers, stop like offering them lots of plastic and lots of stuff from all over the world. And like, they know that they, they can do better and um, just give, give them solutions. Love that. So it could be a supply company in the future here, couldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> no, we are collaborate with supplies company. That's a good idea. But yes, we, yeah. it's, it's, not, it's not my, um, yeah, I mean, everybody has their job and they uh, uh, expect experience and expertise yeah. and uh, our expertise is really uh, on this but we are supporting and uh, promoting suppliers which are more sustainable yeah. uh, solutions taking a break from our interview to just let you know that you can advertise your business right here on the boat princess podcast we have a targeted audience of boaters and those in the boating industry that you can talk to through our advertising in between interviews or perhaps throughout the season as a message in our intros and outros. So if you'd like to get involved in getting your business advertised on the Boat Princess podcast, which has a worldwide audience of around 31,000 listeners a month, then we'd love to hear from you. Contact us on info at theboatprincess.com. We offer packages from one announcement on one podcast right up to the entire season. I look forward to sharing a message about your amazing business to our audience. Great. So talking about giving solutions, Dasha, you, when you're designing for these beautiful yachts I know you love to focus on sustainable solutions so can you give me some examples of of some some options you give to your clients that are better than others I think uh, we don't need to go too far if we start with the exterior 
I think there is lots of other options for teak. So that's number one. Uh, and then you go to interior and there are beautiful, beautiful finishes which are created in sustainable way and nobody can even say see the difference, yeah. Um, so there's talking about say carpets for example i'm assuming there's are there different carpets that are sustainable versus not and yeah and there are different so, materials so really even i would not like to start with leather but for example there's a lot of new options you know from cactus created from plants from there's loads loads and loads of different options and uh, i would also mention one company which has actually been here for over, as I know them, for over 20 years, close to 20 years, Nature Squad, which being these uh, lonely fighters in sustainable design for many years on their own. And now, luckily, there's many amazing companies now, but they use the waste of shells, of uh, the eggshells, you know, cracked, you know, and created absolutely amazing surfaces which are used in many beautiful yachts all around the world now wow that's amazing yeah and then i know you work with companies like um heirlooms linens yeah so because their linens go on forever absolutely don't they? absolutely yeah. so i'm absolutely proud about these collaborations because uh, i am designing yachts but i am my passion is really about any design so that's why i feel interior is connected from every single piece everything matter every single detail and you also start with your sleep, yeah? So it's, a, you know, being comfortable, not only about the environment, but also also how you sleep. So we now created collaboration with heirlooms, with lovely ladies, yeah. Ruth and Eva, and uh, all the team, of course. Um, and I designed three different um, lines uh, for, for them, which we are now sort of producing together. Wow, so and you've actually done a, a true collaboration of yeah, your so we, designs being created by them, which is, that's so and exciting. And we call it uh, the story of nature. Yeah. Uh, because also the materials are sustainable, of course. It's uh, beautiful colours. It can be different, you know, different directions, three three main lines. And um, we launched it in uh, Monaco, Yocho, this year. That's amazing. Um, yeah, I love Ruth. <laughs> Likewise, I, I, yeah. I love it. All ladies, I absolutely yeah. also love their um, the factory or the where they produce. So everything is produced in the south of uh, UK in England, uh, and it's beautiful. It's such a lovely place. You know, everyone is happy there, yes. and you, you you feel it even on the linen. Yeah, yes, you sleep yes. better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a vibe that comes off the linen. Yeah. <laughs> but it's true. Yeah, it's, it's, it's true. you know it really that. Um, that happiness that they have in being in company and working together and so on, it literally comes through in the product because it's yeah, obviously yeah. it's a high quality product and it's but it feels absolutely beautiful, doesn't it? Mm. So yeah, Ruth and I had lunch the other day. Very which nice. was so nice. She's yeah. such a great, great energy, isn't she? Great Ruth? fun. Yes. Yeah, yeah she's <laughs> I good. Agree. Um and yeah, the linens are quite amazing. But I wanted to say like also with what Claire is doing, and I absolutely I, I call Claire since ever we met in Dubai two years ago, the queen of sustainability. <laughs> she is not only absolutely brilliant person, but also what she's doing, what she's, you know, educating all of us. I, I actually have a private lesson with her about like a home environment, yeah? I have my daughter, 11 years old, and I think we need to start there already, you know? You, you don't need to try to change the world. You have to start from your home, you know, from your own household, yeah? yeah. Just small step by step. And I think this is also really important for us to send a message also to our clients and how we build the yacht. I think it's us, designers, engineers, you know, shipyards, who will say this is the way how we need to do it this time. You know, we we can't build the boats and everything how we did uh, 50, 100 years ago because we might not have ocean to, to swim or to sail in a couple of years. Yeah. So... You know, that's yeah. a must now. Yeah, yeah, it really is a must. Yeah, it's the focus that we need to to drive and be on. Um, so, Claire, there are some little things that probably all of us can do in in our homes, on our boats. Can you just perhaps give us a couple of tips of just maybe two things that we could 
make a difference just by doing? Yes, sure. Um, the first one would be uh, to choose any products for your body or for the house, uh, for the washing machine, everything biodegradable, uh, which is recognizable by labels. And uh, the most, the best one is the eco certification, uh, which is in Europe most of the time. Uh, but there is uh, some labels in USA and, and Australia also um, that you can find, but biodegradable products for me is the must to have at home, even for your body. And uh, the second one would be um, to buy most, the most possible uh, locally. Because if you buy a sustainable straw made in China, <laughs> I mean, there is no <laughs> purpose, you know. I mean, this is for me, local uh, consumption is the most important. Um, one of the most important, one of the key. So this is the two, uh, two tips I would give you, which is a big impact because we are buying everyday stuff. So locally is the best. And we are using uh, products also every day uh, for our house or for body. So yeah. 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 There are so actually some great products coming now specifically for cleaning boats and so exactly, on. Exactly, exactly. Specifically designed yes. not to impact on the environment, aren't yes, they? Yes, but yeah. we really have to take a look to labels because there is some products that have great intentions, but they still have no labels yes. or, or certifications. Uh, we really need that to yeah. be sure the product is biodegradable and it's not harmful for the marine environment uh, in short and long term. So, this is, I'm supporting 100%. Um, I, I met some companies and one especially during the Monaco Yacht Show, we were in the same uh, sustainability uh, stand area uh, there, uh, Nature Surf Marine, they have lots of eco-certification products, um, no perfume, transparency. For me, it's basic. As yeah. soon as you have lots of colors, uh, fewer colors and lots of smells, this is not super nice. Yeah. Um, so yes, I think this is, for me, one of the most important to reduce the, the pollution of the water and on, on, of the ocean. Yeah, because as Dasha said, the, the ocean is creating the environment on which we enjoy our yachting and our boating. So if we damage that, then we lose that privilege of, of the lifestyle that we enjoy. So yeah. it really is something that we need to, as a community, focus on yeah. um, because it is what we love. So And it's what we eat we are paid for. Yeah. I mean, no job afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> no shame your job. You will have to change like completely differently. Exactly. <laughs> so I don't know already what I'm going to do, but I mean, if we are really concentrate on protecting the ocean and all together, I mean, we, we can make it, but yeah. uh, we ha really have to focus more and uh, to really work hard. Yeah. Because we took a while to pollute this ocean. I think yes. we took like hundred years, yeah. um, a bit less since 1980, which is the worst starting, like really worse with plastics, single-use plastics, stuff like this. But I mean, we have less time to reduce this impact that we put already um, on the ocean. So we really have to be fast if we want our ch children to enjoy the planet and uh, even us, because it's not going to be only for them. It's like 50 years, we'll still be there. Yeah. I hope so. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> And, and I think what we're saying here as an industry, we need to collaborate and do things together. What do you think you two in the future, I know you've become great friends, what do you think you two in the future will do together to make that impact? Uh, first of all, we have the same values. So I think that make us uh, create this connection. <laughs> but yes, I think um, we can, I think, I can add to Dasha the knowledge of which product, which material is better than another one and how. Um, and Dasha can answer to some of our questions, which is what is possible to do? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because um, she knows how to organize stuff. I, I have no, no, nothing in design. <laughs> I, I, I absolutely admired her job and her, her work. She's really talented. And I think design is, is talent, yeah. all about talent. And uh, so I think we can complete it each other um, and uh, create it, like, for example, a new, new interior, new boat from a refit, which is an old boat. We can make like a brand new, old, sustainable 
with new material uh, or refit like re right, reuse, reuse material materials. and, and yeah. like um, this kind of reuse material can be upgraded. That can be something really beautiful, like much more what we we had at, with the first you know material and. Um, with this, we can create a, a singular yacht, which is uh, unique. Mm. And uh, the yacht will be fitted with the ocean and with the nature. And uh, and uh, then that will be the best collaboration, I think. Um, design and uh, advisor, experts for sustainability, material products, um, and their talent. Mm. I mean, yeah, because we need this. Mm. So you're two women in, a, in the boating industry. You both have your own companies. I see it coming. <laughs> Tell me, what I, what advice can you give to women out there that are potentially in a business working for somebody else at this point in time and they're thinking about moving out to their own company? Is there any particular thing that you would say to help them do that? I think, first of all, don't be scared. You know, these men don't bite. <laughs> and if, you know, you can bite back. <laughs> but um, no, 100%. I'm, I'm supporting every single female. And I think that's what we need more in these leading, you know, positions. Because you think it's, it, it's been a man world for many, many years. And the ladies are there as well. They've always been there, but like really behind. And I think, it is important to be equal because uh, the boats are used by females as well and it's nicer and you can feel that touch as well. And we both have a different views on things. So I think it's beautiful when we can actually share it and explain and collaborate. And yeah, that's that's really important. So don't be scared to enjoy, uh, like join this industry and have the company and and. Build your dreams. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm trying to do, actually. Build my dream. Build your dream. Love it. Um, on my side, I would say if they are on board a yacht and they want to jump, jump inland bays, um, to really create this base before of knowledge. I mean, when you're on board, train yourself. Um, any training that could make you more expert on, in your domain. Um, and then jump on land because if you are just jumping from the boat on land straight you will not be prepared and then you will be put on the side so I don't think it's about male or female just be prepared for this because being a business um, woman is not easy at all it's really difficult every single day um, you have to manage your own company it's just nice because you can say, oh, yes, I can have a lunch and finish at three because nobody will wait for me at the office, <laughs> which is super nice. Yeah. But <laughs> if you can afford an office with people waiting for you there. <laughs> so for this, <laughs> first, be prepared. I mean, the, you, you can become an entrepreneur surrounding yourself by really trustful people and who will support you. Try to already onboard a boat, create your own team, not team, but like, I mean, people around you supporting you, do not hesitate to contact people already in the land and already have business because actually I will, op will always have my door open for them. I'm sure Dasha is the same. Um, we need supporting by each other. You also are the same, I'm sure. And we need this. So, I mean, be prepared because it's going to be really difficult. But as soon as you are inside and people will recognize your job, it's amazing. Mm -hmm. Love it. I I always say, um, and I will be saying at the panel that we're doing at Met's Trade tomorrow because I'm on the panel for Women in Marine yeah. tomorrow morning, um, that you cannot do it alone. Never. And, and whether it's surrounding yourself with a supportive network personally or whether it's supporting yourself with um as a, as a really supportive network professionally, preferably both, mm -hmm. then that can really help you rise. Um, and if you, I, I do think it's really important as women, unfortunately, um, we do occasionally come across women that try to clip our wings, knock us down, 
Yeah, they are. Yeah, they they do exist, and we need to cut them off. Yeah, and and get them out of our lives if if that's yeah. what they do. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So I think that's a really important message because often as women, it tends to be the, the chat is about men doing that, but in reality, women also do that. So, yeah. um, supportive networks and and you know, us we became friends. Yeah since Dubai, right? And here we are in Amsterdam at Met's Trade. Talking. Sunny Amsterdam. <laughs> <laughs> Sunny Amsterdam. Um, talking all things sustainability in major yachts, right? So yes. so I think it's I think it's really important that we we stick together, you know? Absolutely. And we help each other and we help each other rise. And that's really, really important to me. That's what that's what I am all about so so it's really lovely that you've come together on this podcast today thank you so much thank you we are very happy to be here with you (laughs) yes really happy thank you very much (laughs) it's a pleasure so so on a final note as we as we leave um because you guys have got to get back to your because you're at the super yacht forum Mm. aren't you yeah Yeah. so um tell me about that the super yacht forum quick quick moment of, of what you do at that um so uh, yeah tomorrow i'm going to 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 be part of a panel of uh, of speakers uh, during a workshop um the topic is uh, how to measure uh the impact uh of the operational side inside the boat <laughs> so it's uh my topic yeah. <laughs> so yeah there is a uh, lots of discussion lots of workshops um lots of technical technical sides that we need to know about we really need to understand more about what is possible to do what is not possible and i feel like this it's my first time in Amsterdam, I have to say. So my first time in Superyard Forum, my first time in Metz. But what I can see since two years ago, every discussion now are about sustainability. I mean, before there was one discussion in sustainability and other discussion, but now every discussion they are talking about sustainability. They are included Good. sustainability. In it. Yeah. So I feel like it's like more more uh, famous topic yes we need more actions yeah a lot more actions yeah because i feel too many times people were saying like yeah but yachting industry is like a small small industry in that shipping industry and yeah we still need to to do it especially since we as a yachting industry we have this big image of and we are consumers we're big consumers right we're we're consuming a lot and and it's very visible. So you know, if a mega yacht sitting in a in a marina that gets attacked by environmentalists is a perfect example mm-hmm. because they they can visually very clearly see the consumption in that in that super yacht, can't they? Yes, it's it's very it's upsetting, but I do understand them how they see that. But I would love actually our industry to promote us a little bit better. Yes. And also in the sense that, as I mentioned, for example, yes, we are building one super yacht for one owner or his family. The build takes four years. But these haters, which I can call them like that, should really consider the fact that in that four years, there are billions of, or thousands and thousands of people who are employed the shipyards, the artisans, the craftsmen, like so many people which have amazing jobs, which are well paid, which have, they can see their beautiful products. If I would talk about artists, for example, or, or that that project might not be able to, to be built or to be produced otherwise. Yeah. So I think that we also have to consider all of that. that I have a job, we have jobs, you know, we creating something for somebody which is beautiful and they will use it yeah so there are two views to look at that absolutely yeah and and um yeah I did comment that exactly on a post that was about the uh, about you know how let's think about this let's let's think about how many people right from the people that make the linen Mm -hmm. the cutlery that everything on that super yacht somebody has had a job that's ended up Exactly. Yeah, uh, and they're providing yeah. for their family yeah. and yeah. they're living their lives and so on and so forth. So there's a lot more to be thought about. Um, we can absolutely do it better. There is no doubt of that and we need to do a lot of work on that. 
Um, but yeah, it's, it's I, I will give you an example. Um, we trained Savannah, the crew of Savannah, the, at the beginning of the year. And uh, so everybody knows that Savannah is already uh, the, a type of boat designed to consume less. Uh, so the range of, of is a less fed ship, uh, 83 meters, is a, an hybrid already. So this boat typically is already consuming 30% less than the same range of boat. But after the training of the crew, they decided to put HVO, which is um, biofuel, and uh, they reduced the impact of the boat, like the pollution of the boat, uh, by 80%. That's fantastic. So that means we can act and... With what we are developing with the digital platform, with public profile for the boat we trained, we will be able also to communicate. So then we will be able to see which boats are doing what to reduce the impact on the environment. Because people out there are just watching big boats. For them, they don't need that. They just need to be secure in the future life for their family and children. The way the, the day there will be a war because of... Um, climate change, they will have to move from, from a town to another town, town because of this, like immigration, uh, climate immigration, they don't care about big boats. I mean, we have to communicate better when there is action, mm. not communicate when there is no action, which is greenwashing. Mm. But what is really important is to give the opportunity to the boat and to the crew, which is really acting to communicate their actions and to show to these people that there is action taken. And this is the result. Um, this is why I think it's a collaboration, communication from everybody, every side. Because I give you an example. Numbers. A normal person in Europe is producing eight tons of CO2 emission per year. A billionaire is producing 2,000 tons a year. But a billionaire with a yacht is 9,000 tons. So you see the impact of a yacht in one person. But what people forgot to add is like, it's not only one person. There is 40 crew living on the boat yes. <laughs> or 20. So this 20 should be add, you know, <laughs> of uh, choosing this, this, this calculation because they are yes. not having any impact on land because they're living on board. Yes. Uh, and also when the boat is at on the port, they're connected to, to the dock. So they have no polluting at all. So... I get that. It's just visual. We are a target. Mm. If this industry is a target. Mm. And they, are, they wanted to be a target. Actually, not target, but they wanted to be seen by people to show how amazing is it. It's like exclusive yachts, amazing product. So if we want to stay this amazing um, industry, we have to make it greener. Yes, That's absolutely. It. And your your company will actually do that, won't they? When when you put your training in place, your yes. company will visually show the rest exactly, of the world. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, we are designing. That, yeah. We are designing right now the digital platform. Uh, in, we are incubator startup incubator in Monaco, um, created by the Prince. Um, and then yes, we are designing this platform. Uh, especially for the boat, we are launching in 2024. I don't know which months already, but yeah. my CTO is uh, working on this. Um, so yes, we will give them the opportunity to communicate to reduce the risk of activism, yeah. um, especially. And also to show to all the boat which is not active, there is a way to act. There is solutions and yes. they will see what all the boats are doing and they will create maybe, a trend. Exactly. They will yeah. try to do the same. Yeah. Because we all want to be on the top, no? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Dasha. Thank you, Claire, so much for being here today. Thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs> thank you very much. <laughs> and I have to say, I am sending all my beautiful sunny regards to all your listeners in on the other side of the world. I love Australia. I love Sydney. I happen to be traveling, well, goodness, it's already 24 years ago, in, when I was 20, <laughs> traveling uh, around all East Coast during the Olympic time. So I see, I see in Sydney prior and during the Olympic Games and it was amazing and just working at the farms and traveling, hitchhiking through through your country. Oh, Loved amazing. it. <laughs> it's amazing. Amazing. Yeah, it is it is a pretty special country. Australia. And everyone is so nice, so smiley, so happy, beautiful people. Yeah. Oh, thank you. That's <laughs> lovely. But yeah, th this podcast goes all over the world yeah. now. It's it's massive. So um yeah, we're really proud Congratulations. of, of thank you. Yeah, mm -hmm. thank you. How many people listen to this all over the world? And I literally have people walk up to me now in random places in the world to say, oh, love your podcast. And that's a bit surreal. 
<laughs> very nice. <laughs> but it's a really nice thing to happen because you really like feel like you're making a difference, which is, uh, yeah, it's, re it's really nice. When you are doing your passion, you are making a difference and yeah. people can feel it. Yeah, yeah, it's good, isn't it? So, um, Dasha, tell me, where can we find you? So you can find me anywhere in the world. I love to travel. <laughs> but my website is uh, dashamoranova.com. Um, on Instagram, the same, Dasha Moranova. And we are Dasha Moranova Designs. But um, yeah, that's probably the, on the same LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook. Yeah. She's everywhere. No, no. So <laughs> just to spell out her name for you, that's D-A-S-H-A-M-O-R-A-N-O-V-E. So thank you, Dasha. And now, Claire, where can we find you? So uh, on Instagram for our community, you can find us on um, ETYC Yacht. Um, same for Facebook. And on, on the website is www.etyc.fr. And we will uh, update our upgrade i would say our website in the next year so we will keep you updated for this <laughs> wonderful okay so check them out guys they are both incredible women doing incredible things so we'll end on that note everyone get out there and do your passion <laughs> Very <nice. laughs> all right guys thank you thank you so much thank for you. being here thank you for listening everyone that was another great episode of the boat princess podcast i will see you on the water soon thanks so much for listening everyone it really is a privilege to have your ears with us for every episode um thanks to our sponsors also quality marine clothing if you would like to become a sponsor of the boat princess podcast and join them then uh, please do contact us by emailing info at theboatprincess.com or send us a dm on instagram the boat princess we have a great following on instagram and of course the podcast is extremely popular worldwide so you're reaching an amazing dedicated audience that loves boating and loves working in the boating industry or perhaps is considering joining the boating industry so it's a fantastic audience and uh, we hope that you'll join us in sponsoring us Thank you.